Welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, a show hosted by LeZero, the man of a thousand rants, and Wabbit, the fan favorite. This show details the latest news in the Rocket League scene, esports results, and tips and tricks on how to get better at the game, while sometimes they'll just take a random topic and see where it takes them. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. Uh, this is a surprise. Instead, all right, instead of introducing my guests at this time, which anyone who listened to the pre-show would already know, okay, and already had some great content in the pre-show, so much so that we cut the pre-show short and we jumped right into the main show. Uh, I'm going to actually thank the patrons first. <laughs> uh, so I'm just, I'm just, I'm imagining the face that our guest is uh, making currently. Uh the the I should I should I should probably make sure that on the actual title it's not revealed who the guest is because I think this will make this opening bit a lot funnier or at least a lot funnier to me and that's really what I find is uh, the most important. Uh, so with that in mind, I like to thank Zodiac Twenty Two, Too Much Space, Chaos Maker, Space Bear, Frank, Awesomeness. Digital Toast, Paint, uh, yeah, and Young Slug. Uh, and uh, yeah, our painters are great. And actually, one of our painters is here. Uh, yeah, you guessed it. It's a rock. How's it going, a rock? It's going well. What a amazing intro. Might be one of the best Arooks I've ever heard. There it is. I, I, I mean, I saved it. I, I like at this point, I feel like you'd probably do like, oh my goodness, you're just giving me ideas. I should probably get every Arook. A rock, a rock, a rock <laughs> and like compile it all. <laughs> Put it at the beginning of this episode. A little while, a little while. You know what? You know what? Maybe, maybe for the five year anniversary. You know, maybe, maybe that'll be my my audio project is is just compiling a bunch of a rocks uh, and putting them together. I mean, there has been some there's some been some incredible ones in the previous episodes, but I will say that is top three for me right there top three okay okay we're uh let our uh, already your homework I'm already, we're doing everything reverse order today already your homework uh for this week is find out what the other uh two top of the top three is for the for the rocks arooks and arook adjacents um so with, with that in mind yeah you're here uh this feels like a special tour i feel like we're we're kind of doing a grand parade uh going into our fifth year anniversary so this is episode 244 okay uh, and so I'm just going to paint the picture here for you, Iraq. Mm-hmm. Is it okay if I say Iraq? I know I said Arook all the time, but like I feel like Iraq is the way you've you've intended for it to be said. That's totally fine with me, however you want to call me. I will keep interchanging it continuously uh, and annoy people. Uh, <laughs> so so we're in episode 244, um, and then we have episode 245 coming out shortly. Pre- pretty close, because I'm, I'm kind of doing double episode this week, because we missed the one last week. So that means next week's 246 247 so we're leading up to episode 250 which i'm also going to coincide as the fifth year anniversary episode uh and so through actually no planning of my own um through happenstance it's kind of become a uh yeah a kind of what's what's like the word it's like a carousel or like a museum a museum is the wrong word no that doesn't work uh like you're you're seeing all your friends, you know, on on the on the on the build up to the fifth year anniversary. How, is that is that fair there? 
It's like a, a reunion, if you will. A reu- okay, that is clearly a way better word. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the continuous reunion, you know? It's like a Christmas special episode, but one episode at a time a little bit. Uh, as we all reunite, kind of going into five years. Five years. Uh, what's what's your thought on that? We've, I mean, I, I shouldn't be asking Wabs this, but I feel like, you know, you're one of the patrons that have been here so long. You've been with the community so long. What, what's kind of the ride where, I don't know, maybe, maybe you can get into, like, how long you've been... Uh, a fan of the show and then and just kind of uh your thoughts on on how 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 it's changed how it's developed and all that yeah um i mean for me it's been uh it's been a long journey i feel like i haven't been here since day one i will be honest um i have went through episodes one through etc many a times but i started playing rocket league in 2018 and found the podcast probably couple years after i started playing so it's been probably three years of me listening to the podcast at least and it's been really cool to watch the cast evolve you wabs you know we had coach combo in there for a while and and at this point now we have a couple rotating people that we see pretty often and so it's been cool to see you know you guys go from just a nuanced nonsensical podcast one of my favorite quotes from somebody about the podcast just (laughs) nonsensical whimsical just going off in their own land and then reeling it back into rocket league you know going into a lot of coaching a lot of tips tricks about the game i learned a significant amount from listening to the podcast which is why i originally became a patreon i felt like i was kind of in debt from, from so many, from so you're many the, of the You're tips. the kind of person who, who goes to a restaurant and you just feels guilty if you don't give a tip. Is that is that what you're telling me here? Well, if they gave me good service, absolutely. I would feel, I feel guilty, okay. you know? And I okay. felt like I was getting a service for free for so long. I said, you know what? It's it's five bucks. I'm going to kick them $5. It's going to make, you know, it's going to make it feel better that I'm getting all this free expertise, if you will. And so, you know, going grinding the ranks myself listening to the podcast as you guys were grinding ranks was cool to kind of like compare myself you know these where they're at this is where i'm at let's see if i can catch them it gave me kind of that competitive edge that that moved into having coach combo or yeah combo coach me which was like a very big part of my quote-unquote rocket league career i'd say when coach combo was doing those lessons for me i progressed exponentially I saw so much growth in my team play, especially. And, Let's, uh, uh, sorry, sorry to, because I, I think I think no, we can ahead. definitely keep going on uh-huh. this. But I just uh-huh. when I see a topic like emerging, right? Uh-huh. When uh-huh. I when I see the beginner's corner, a possibility for a beginner's corner, I'm going to throw it in there. Okay. Um, from what you remember with Coach Combo, what was probably like, not necessarily something that you like, you probably know a lot of the stuff now, but what was something that really you know you're talking about team play. What really opened your eyes kind of with those coaching sessions? I'm curious. Oh, I mean, it's the most cliche thing ever, and it's rotate back post. For goodness sakes, get out of the way of your teammates and go back post. That was one of the biggest takeaways I got from him. And my positioning was always challenging for me. Um, I, mechanically, I was always fairly savvy. I was focused on mechanics still too, to this day, a little bit to a fault. But That's his, fun. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the mechanics are fun. Let's just be honest. But, you know, I was getting really competitive in RSC at that point. So one of the big takeaways for me was just general positioning and making sure that you're not taking up other people's space. That might be your space sometimes, but you need to get out of the way. Let them work. Go back posts. 
And once I learned to go back post, I mean, that was like almost an entire from platinum to diamond type of thing, diamond to champ. Like that moved me up a lot of ranks. And so I, do, do I take you feel, away. Do you feel, um, I think what's interesting about this game is as you kind of progress those different levels, the things that you learned in the previous level, there's some things you can bring with you, but there's some things you kind of have to get rid of. Um, I think rotating back posts isn't something you never actually get rid of. I think the difference is, is that it starts to look different per level, right? So a, a back post rotation kind of in diamond, I would probably stay near the ground, right? But as you get into like maybe C1, C2, you're okay. You have to start looking at being, you know, maybe at the backboard, right? Like that might be what you're, what you're the difference there, right? Or it might be when you move, you move a little faster, you move a little slower, kind of depending on that as the rank goes. I don't know if you've noticed that. Oh, surely. Um, I know I haven't played a lot of competitive in the last couple of years, but even when you get to people with a higher skill cap in general, you will notice that there's a lot more situations where you're, you're technically rotating in the back post area, but you're not going to the back post any longer. You might be creeping up the wall. If they have an airplay, you might be staying low or farther back post more closer to the corner because your teammate is still in the center of the goal. You need them to rotate out. So it, that is the basis. So, you know, like the, the mile marker you need to go off of okay the back post is that general area but it starts to the higher level you get the more that back post area is the bigger that area is like you said you'll be on the backboard sometimes waiting sometimes you go for a squishy save because it looks cool you never know i just i just i just start to do a squishy save like for no reason sometimes (laughs) i don't don't know you guys but i will literally like if if i'm just like driving backboard it's not even the most optimal play i'm like i hopefully my teammate gets it as i miss this squishy save like miraculously and that's and that stuff's fun you know that's when i when i play rocket league now um kind of went over in the pre-show i i stick to casual I like to play the game casually now, and I find that part of the game the most fun for myself. And I will do stuff like that. If I notice, okay, the opponent just caught the ball, they have an awkward amount of time, maybe that in between one to two second time, that's just enough time for me to run up the backboard and come flying off the squishy save for the squishy save. And just to get a silly save. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't work out. Sometimes it does, and it's just fun. It's just fun to do. There you go. And uh, th- yeah, I think that's maybe like one of the things I want to talk about with you on the show here. And it's is that kind of transition from being this super like sweaty, grindy, you know, I'm going to be the best player ever, um, which also known as Flash. You know, I, I did that two personality thing. It was actually a uh, uh, a visual representation of, of the of the change. <laughs> um, but but uh, yeah, I've locked him up in the basement and he will never come out because, uh, you know, uh, responsibilities and, and meaning and and life oh. and, and other things but I, I think what is fun is that um, you make this transition where now when I play the game I, I really don't feel any stress like I, I, I even play competitive right like I, I play competitive ranks I have no problem with it and I think what I find fun is that my like just the amount of time I've put into the game means I'm I'm like forever C1 right uh, I can go a little bit higher, I can go a little bit lower, but like pretty much that's where it bounces back. And it's, I think maybe the big difference between now and when I was grinding is that when I was grinding, there would be games that would really take over. Uh, so I, I think the one thing, yeah, the one thing I'd see is that there'd be like, let's just say in a game, like we did 10 games, okay? I played about an hour or whatever it is. Um, there might be three games where I just completely like top of scoreboard, 
completely dominate the game and no one could do anything. And then I just don't see that, right? Like that's maybe the big difference for me. I don't know if, if you've seen any any kind of differences like that uh, for you. When I was finishing my my competitive play? Yeah, like if you're comparing like to like the, your peak of you trying the most to like improve, like like mm-hmm. putting in practice and doing all the extra stuff versus now where I think like what you're saying in the pre-show, you had uh, you have a couple of friends that you uh, you go play with and you guys try to do like some some team plays and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, in the prime of my, you know, experiences through Rocket League, playing an RSC season after season, having Coach Combo coach me through through it, that it progress. Before, quick, quick, quick pause. Mm-hmm. RSC still going, right? They're they're still they're still doing tournaments and stuff like that. Oh yeah. As far as so, I know, they are still. I think I saw them streaming on Twitch the other day. So they they are still very strong. Five thousand so, people probably in the server. That's amazing. So if you are, because I think actually our listeners a couple of weeks back it was mentioned. So mm-hmm. RSC, Google it. I'm sure you can find the server. Uh, yeah. If if you want to play some uh, some organ, it's it's like it's the equivalent of like pickup basketball, I guess, or or, well, or yeah. like rec league basketball. And just a quick piece on on RSC uh, because I think they're a great like group of people it stands for rocket soccer confederation for people who don't know um they have 32 franchises just like you'd find like football or american football if you will and each team has teams in different ranks different rank groups so you get drafted at the beginning of the season after a couple weeks of tryouts two times a week people watch you scouts watch you it's a very cool process you play with random people that are in your same rank depending on your rank in game and you get drafted live on twitter or on uh, twitch and uh, it's a really cool experience there's the whole trade system uh reserve players draft you know final season tournament playoffs all that stuff it's a great experience if you're trying to be competitive and get better at rocket league so just a quick piece on them there you go so uh yeah we were, t- we were talking uh, about yeah, that difference between your competitive grind, you're playing RSC mm-hmm. versus now, yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. So going from RSC and, you know, grinding ranked as well at the same time. And eventually I just, I felt like I was putting a lot of time in and not getting a lot of improvement out. And that kind of happens at the upper echelon of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the progress through the game, once you get to GC, progress slows down dramatically. And it was becoming a stressor in my life just trying to grind competitive and keep getting better at this game and seeing such minuscule uh, returns with hours and hours of practice coaching etc so i just stopped playing and uh after a while i just started leaning on casual playing with people that i've been playing with since i started essentially and we just try to have fun go for clips we don't care about the score don't care about the scoreboard don't care about what people say and just try to do cool stuff that impresses us impresses each other and playing the game like that is almost more fun than winning at a high level comp- competitive skill if you will because it's so much more free the the mm. outcome it's not about the outcome when you play casual when you're having fun with your friends it's just about the journey it's about each game not about a win or loss not about a number at the end of the day and i find that very very free and just very enjoyable especially when like the game and i think i think for many of us the game has become more uh about about like a relaxation type thing right mm-hmm. um it's it's like it's like an is it what's the word excursion excursion i think is the word i'm looking for mm-hmm. uh so it's 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 kind of 
I think, and maybe this is when, like, especially when I was learning the game, but it, it obviously there was a competitive, like, bend to when I was learning the game. But I think there was a reason why I, I spent so many hours doing air dribbles. Because I think what for me happened is when I unlocked that mechanic, the ability to try to just have the ability to do that. And then you felt like, oh, there's a million more possibilities to what I can do in the game, right? Um, I think to me, that was a very freeing thing. And think of how cool that is. You you go from just hitting the ball around, you know, trying to figure out where the heck the thing's going to literally carrying it in the air with boost. Like that is so freaking cool when you learn how to do that. It, it definitely unlocks like a whole nother component of the game. You're like, wait a second. You can do like a lot of stuff above the ground. I didn't know that. That kind of unlocks a lot of dynamics and the game evolves like that quite a few times until you get to that GC, mid GC, high GC level. And then it becomes who can 50 50 the best who can talk the most crap and who can put the ball <laughs> in the net that's all that matters and i i, I think it's uh yeah I, th- I think there's some people who are really driven by that competitive nature the competitive side it's not that i don't like winning i, I like the feeling of of a, of a kind of knife's edge or balance what is it whatever the, the the analogy is balancing uh on who's gonna win the game you know you're in overtime <laughs> but now now it's different right it's like it's like a c1 overtime i really don't care if i lose but i still get the thrill of like oh okay like like we're we're six minutes in you know there's so much invested in this random game in my session right where it's it's turned from like oh just a casual game to like oh it'll be i really don't want to lose it now but you know actually if i lose it's not the end of the world you know there's there's like a funny thing that happens there aren't overtimes the best man they get the blood pumping for no reason at all it's just so much fun it's it's like um i think i think it's interesting how that works right like as much as you'd want to win every game, I think if you're if you're actually looking about in the moment, right? Like, what's the most fun you can have with the game? I think it's definitely there because it creates stakes, right? It creates mm-hmm. if I think when people say now, you know, how people say like there's a flow state when you do sports, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, I think I think what happens when, and this is what you'll see at the highest level of any sport, is is what happens is there's this weird thing that you could be playing a perfect game like you're completely in flow state or you're, you're doing everything right or whatever but i think the magic of the overtime is that everybody at some point during the overtime realizes this is an overtime and so they're sucked from the present moment and then all of a sudden your whole body goes oh no i don't want to make a mistake i don't want to make a mistake and so the whole time you're playing in overtime, you have that stressful feeling of, I don't want to make a mistake. The heart starts pumping. And so I suppose the magic, the fun is that by winning the game, right? It means your team was able to overcome that fear of making the mistake, right? You're, you're, you're all, everyone's in a state of slight stress, right? And, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of like a victory as an overcoming of, oh, we managed for five minutes to not let a goal in, right? And then there's, like, the really close es- escapes, you know what I mean? The really, like, like daring escapes, and then the thrill of that, and then, like, oh, we got a goal. We, we managed to sneak one in, you know? And then there's the victory. And you, you feel more fulfilled and more present after victory and overtime than, like, a 5 nothing win, for instance. Yeah, absolutely. They, it, <clears throat> it makes – you don't have to play perfect. You ha- you just really have to make one less mistake than your opponent, and that's exciting. And when you do that, you you know unequivocally that you played better than your opponent if you won in an overtime. It usually feels better because of that. 
What's crazier though is like in your mind, like ideally you would want to play as if it wasn't an overtime. You know what I mean? Oh, if in a perfect world, absolutely, right? But, but you can trick yourself because <laughs> if you if you think about that too much, then you'll play too aggressively, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll actually mm-hmm. just be really out of position. So there's there's like, <laughs> and that, that's maybe it. It's like you're you're fighting your own mind, right? Like, it, and I think. Um, like to, to you know not, not to bring starcraft actually very apropos for me to bring starcraft in right now right oh i'll take a drink uh, for that shout there out there it is yeah here we go bottoms up <sighs> delicious um so um i think, the real I think ones, if you know you know the real ones will know the real ones are, oh i have the real ones you know question in a second actually that came up <laughs> as we were talking um but uh like for me um with with starcraft i think one of the craziest things about that game is that you'd have a whole lot of quote-unquote nothing and then there'd just be one battle that decided it all um which was infuriating but it was really exciting for that one battle but it was really infuriating if your internet was really bad because <laughs> 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 like there's not a lot of like get back mechanics like if you if you've played a bad game or if you're behind it's really hard to catch up afterward um i was oh my goodness i had a story here i don't i don't know if i'll oh okay okay we were talking we were talking about about the uh the possibilities that kind of open up when you're air dribbling right um so i have a question for you mr uh i've i've been listening for three years and i've i've listened to all the episodes um multiple times multiple times uh do you remember the story of the very first rocket league game i've played i think i've only probably said this on two podcasts would be my guess do you at least remember what i said about the game after playing it like for the first time i will admit it's been <clears throat> it's been at least a year since i've done a full run through and i have done oh, about I, three run throughs i'm gonna be honest if you knew this i would be impressed because like but how do you was, how do you remember this from like well your roommates are the hours. ones that got you into it right they were playing it or am i way off base here uh the first time you played it no, the first time I played it would have been um, there was there was like a stand. The famous, actually, it's a famous stand because it was like four Xbox or Playstations like on like mm-hmm. a cart. Um, gotcha. It's, a, it's famous because. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh no, uh, you, you did you not play it before you did Brock Esports Team? Yeah, it was before your first but game was, was same... with your first game was with those guys, was it not? Or you had just started playing? Because okay, 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 so, about... okay, okay, okay. You're yeah. right. You're right. Actually, this is interesting. Okay, so so the very first game I played, and then the game that I played when I was trying people out for the Rocket League team are two different mm-hmm. things. So so the okay, first okay. time I like installed Rocket League and played it would have been with Combo and and Cruncho, I believe was there. Yes, all those yes. guys. Jer might have been there. And mm-hmm. I just, I literally was just setting up the team. So like I jumped in and I'm like, you guys help me out. Like I, you guys figure this out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I didn't know what to play. They were doing the most basic saves, but I was like, oh my goodness, you guys are so good because I can barely control my car. Uh, so <laughs> I do remember that. I do remember being essentially, I remember uh, setting up a scrim <laughs> for them. But because I don't know how Rock League works, I was like the fourth guy just sitting around like stuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i did like no i went into their game by accident <laughs> instead of spectating i didn't know how to spectate uh so yeah there you go that's that's wow you're just unlocking memories for me here um but what i was gonna say is specific to the topic at hand oh this is good this is five year anniversary right we're, we're trying to bring all these stories back all right absolutely yeah um 
This is for the OGs. But uh, my first Rocket League game was on the infamous, um, uh, infamous uh, university. They had like a like a stand where there was like four PlayStations or four Xboxes or something, and you can just like jump in and play or whatever. Oh, okay. uh, it's infamous because. And I think I've mentioned this, this I've mentioned multiple times, is that later when I was running the club, it turned out that I could have bought four TVs and four Xboxes for the cost of just renting the cart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just it just made me laugh. Um, <laughs> whoever that company was, they they made they made a pretty dime off of the university. Um, but it's a good thing that went away. Because uh, when I was gone, I you know, no one like no one. It was a dumb deal, but it was like I was I like was uh, I inherited it, and then uh, and then after me, someone else just just like yeah, we're not doing that. I'm like perfect. <laughs> I kept my promise to the previous uh, president of the club, uh, but you don't have to keep that promise. Um, but no, I, I played on that, and I remember being like, oh, this game's super boring. I just go to my net and I hit the ball forward, <laughs> and that's all I did. I just played goalkeeper. And I would just wait for the ball to come. And I didn't know how to jump. I just knew how to... Maybe I knew how to jump. Maybe I figured out... Yeah, I, fig- I think I figured out how to how to, how to to flip into the ball. Okay? Yeah, uh, yeah. And I was just like, wow, this is so easy. You just go to your own net. And no matter what, you wait till the ball comes to you. I was essentially playing Pong. Okay? Like, that, <laughs> that, was, that was what Rocket League was for me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I actually started playing the game, you're like, oh my goodness. Okay, there is a drift button. Whoa. Okay, that's a big difference. You can hold your first jump button to go higher without boost. Crazy. There's a, there's a fast aerial that you can do. Amazing. Okay. And then like all these things, all these skills that you learn actually let you be more free because they're, they're harder to learn, but they actually create an environment where, um, you can manipulate stuff that happens in the game a lot more, right? There's, there's the, the complexity of the game starts to appear and, and the freedom is right. So I think what's fun is like when you're playing with your friends now, I imagine just the fact that all of you have played the game for so long means like, okay, let's all go into the air at the same time and try to do a two pass into shot play. Right. Like, Mm-hmm. you can just set that up right and i think i think that's that's the nice thing about having that competitive journey beforehand yeah absolutely and a quick shout out to everyone that just learned that you can jump higher if you hold your first jump it, it, i didn't know that for the longest time so um you're welcome from zero it's also really funny when you try it now because if you, if you have 2000 hours if you never tried it you're gonna miss the ball <laughs> yes yes it, and you can hold it for a while well a lot longer than you think and you will go slightly higher so um that's awesome but yeah yeah I got, i've got a couple buddies that i play with pretty regularly the potato prophecy maple bacon quick shout out for those boys and we just go into casual and we've played together for so long I mean, when I started, I was playing with with these two guys and, you know, Maple at this point's a supersonic legend. Potato has passed me a while ago and we played together. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's fan. They're great players and and I probably hold my own. If I went to ranked and really tried, I could probably hold like a GC one still. But yeah, but what's well, who are you like? What are you trying to prove? Right. Like at this point, I I, I don't want to get GC one. I have a couple GC tags. I'm happy with that. And I like to play. I like to play casual and not not worried about the game so much. And playing with these guys, like you said, we played together for so long. I mean, I can tell if Potato's taking the ball up the wall, I know before he's halfway up the wall if he's even going to get a good first touch and if it's worth me jumping (laughs) in the air ahead of time. And so sometimes 
he'll surprise me and just all of a sudden throw a musty across and go where he goes where were you i'm like dude come on that was like a two percenter <laughs> there's no way that should have happened he's like yeah you're right you're right the other times i'll be up there and he'll just know i'm up there because he had a good first touch and he knows i can read that and i'll be up on the ceiling waiting for him and he'll throw one over to me of course i'll completely whiff off the crossbar or something and we'll just go oh that was so cool but so close and we love that stuff man we just get so excited about that stuff and just doing doing mechanical stuff and like you said playing with the mechanics and really forging your own like it's kind of an art when it comes to like freestyling in that way and just like manipulating the mechanics to do cool stuff i find that the most fascinating part of the game now at this point in my career no for sure and i I think i think i think that's a good thing that you're on because i think that's a healthy perspective for a lot of players uh once you kind of transition from your your competitive drive right into like what is this game for me now right Mm -hmm. um yeah, it, it's it's super interesting because I think I think Rocket League actually has an advantage over other games, where it, I feel like like let's just say okay, in like two years I stop playing Rocket League whatsoever, or sorry, I stop doing the podcast right, and mm. it's it's not really like a main game or anything like that, right? I think like I'd be pretty still. Like I could see myself every so often, every it, and it wouldn't be as long as other games. It would be like, uh, like once a month or, or what have you, or twice a month, right? Just hopping on and, and playing for an hour, right? It, it, I think I think this five minute length is just so nice. It's it's just incredibly nice to be able to hop on, play like three games. You played like fifteen minutes, and and like sometimes you're good. You know what I mean? Like you play three or four games, sometimes you're good. And I, I think it has that above other games where like. If I were to jump into a StarCraft game, first of all, right now, uh, I play StarCraft recently. Uh, I am I'm not even half the player I used to be. Like it, it did not come back to me as much as man. Those those mechanics I feel like fade faster than Rock League, or maybe I just you know my upkeep in Rock League is better. But but I just feel like in Rock League, I, I'm I pretty much the last I think uh, it was a couple months ago, right? But there's like six months where I really couldn't play. Like the internet was was well five months, right? Internet was not good enough. And then I came back and I didn't feel like I really lost all that much. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's something that I feel like in the past you guys have brought up on the podcast and the five minute game length, although it usually does end being about seven or eight minutes with goals here and there. But that being said, but in it's my mind, game... it's five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's always five. Don't worry. Uh, five minutes. I'll be there, guys. Don't worry. And uh, it's it's really nice because everyone just every game you play you start out with the same amount of boost the same cars like there's five cars to choose from essentially with hitboxes there's not much to differentiate whereas when i play an mmo every time i get on i play for four hours and only gain this little bit of experience (laughs) it's it's not sessionable and rocket league is that game for me where i i can usually only play up to two hours at most i mean when it's like an hour and a half i'm like ready to call last game you know i'm like all right that's, that's enough rocket league today for me i'll see you guys tomorrow or maybe in a couple days and that's the great thing about it is i don't feel like i have to play the game or i'm missing out by not playing it i can go you know what i won't, i have an hour and a half to burn i'm gonna hit up potato see what's going on see if we can see if we can screw around a little bit if not it is what it is you know the session ability of this game is exceptional. And I think like, especially as I think a lot of the players, some of us are getting a little bit older, right? I think anything that's more sessionable or that you can, you can, you can just, 
I got, listen, I got an hour before I got to go to an appointment or something, right? There's something I got to pick up. There's an errand I have to run. Hey, let me hop on, play a couple of games, right? While you couldn't really do that for other games. Like there's certain other games you'd be like, oh, well, uh, since I don't have an hour and a half, <laughs> you know, uh, I guess I'm not playing this game today, even if I want it, right? Yeah, certainly. Uh, I think the worst game for that is League of Legends or like like a Dota maybe as well, right? Where I, I think they are they are demanding games that also require you not to be pressed for time right mm-hmm. you you play like you play like two games a day and that'd be it right uh and then yeah and what league games probably like 20 25 minutes a game i'm guessing is it it always felt like 45 minutes to me but maybe. I, i've i've only played league for a couple weeks and mm-hmm. decided it wasn't my type of game but when in that same like scenario if i'm playing runescape and the, the boys want to go on a raid i i need 35 minutes or 40 mm-hmm. minutes guaranteed of like open time i can't just leave 20 minutes later when for rocket league something pops up a couple games in a bit you guys i gotta go you can just hop uh, right out. Just because we're on RuneScape, I'm going to keep talking about RuneScape. Oh, please, uh, please do, yeah. I, I told this story recently in my class about, like, they're just talking about, like, video games, right? And I'm like, <laughs> I remember when I, uh, when I, wh- one of the first games, like, like okay, there's always, there's always, like, Miniclip or, like, all those, like, websites, right, that had the, that had, like, the, the, the Flash games, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. the very simple, you know, AO, my name. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> the, uh, I'm so funny to myself sometimes, but no one laughed. That's perfect. Uh, <laughs> the 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 best. Oh my god! I, I will throw jokes out sometimes when I'm teaching class, and and it's just deaf deaf ears. But it, I think the difference is, unlike a comedy night, is like they don't expect you to be funny. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not part of what you're doing. So you you literally just keep rolling. You just keep going through it. Uh, but no, I I was I was explaining to them that like you'd have 80 minutes of dialogue, <laughs> like a month. Like that was mm. like a plan. You had 80 minutes, right? And then if anyone picked up the phone, right, then then the internet stopped working. Try to explain that. Sorry, Rock League listeners, anyone's like 15 and under that 18 even probably and under that probably just yeah. blew their mind. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, dial up internet. So the, the internet was literally connected to your phone. So if, if someone picked up the phone, what's, what's a phone on that's, you know, connected to your house? What, what even is that? Uh, <laughs> Anyway, what a fascinating time, huh? Yeah, what what an interest. It was a crazy change, though, right? We're going for V like like VCRs, right? VHS tapes, mm-hmm. um, just are the biggest thing, uh, and then and then they're just gone, and then DVD replaces it, and then you don't think anything is going to replace DVD, and then I guess streaming essentially replaces DVD eventually. I mean, Blu-ray, right? But um, just hard drives when they started putting hard drives in consoles and stuff like that. And then they started losing hard drives and computers because yep, <laughs> yep. th- there was a there's a shortage when one time around and they're like, we're not using hard drive. It's all going to be stored uh, on the cloud in, in somewhere mm-hmm. in California. Uh, but what I was going to say is what you do then to play RuneScape is like you go to the library and they have a two hour limit. So at your house, you had an 80 minute a month limit. But in the library, it was like two hours a day or something. So you literally you you see all these people in the library in the little like they're almost like cubicles right and it's just like <laughs> just a bunch of middle schoolers playing RuneScape it was mm-hmm. it was pretty funny I will say I'm a bit blessed in that in that regard whereas uh, you know the 
the dad who raised me, he, he was very technology savvy and very in on the forefront of technology mm. and, and the internet. And so we always had a constant stream of internet, even when it was dial up, we, we didn't have much of a time limit here. That being said, if someone got on the phone, it was over and everybody had to wait, you know? Um, but yeah, many a day is playing RuneScape and getting disconnected because my dad was making a phone call. How silly. How dare he? How dare he? <laughs> Uh, but no, I remember those times, man. It was, mm-hmm. it was. I think, I think it was a, a fun time. I, it's, it's a little bit crazy to me because, like, when I think back, I didn't really have a, a like a, a game in between RuneScape and StarCraft. Like, I think what was, what was interesting, and and this is obviously here, here's some lore, here's some five year anniversary lore for you, right? <laughs> um, but my, my parents essentially, when I was like, what, when I was in let's just say 12, 13, right? They didn't really want me playing like any of like the Call of Duties or the Halos, right? Um, so I never I never had an Xbox or PlayStation. I always had like the GameCube, right? So you play <laughs> Super Smash Bros. And um, yeah, you, you play you play a bunch of those like Nintendo themed games. Nintendo, yeah. yeah the family friendly stuff, yeah. Family friendly, yeah. Except then there was Medal of Honor, but like Metal Honor, you, I could at least justify. Well, one, it was rated teen, so that helped me out sometimes, uh, right? Unlike <laughs> the M rating <laughs> on a COD, uh, but but two, I think as well is that it like you have you have like some history part to it. You know what I mean? There's there's some mm-hmm. some you know real quote unquote story right being told. So so there's at least that aspect uh, about not forgetting your you know Happy Veterans Day. I guess um, I think that's what it is in the states. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Today, and, today, no, uh, no, just generally in the last. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fairly recent, I believe. Yeah, and and we have Remembrance Day in Canada and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> the uh, what, what was that animal? Animal in the background? Is that a dog? No, sorry, I've, I opened my phone and pressed the wrong button, and it opened something. Instagram, Instagram TikTok, or something. Yeah, yeah there exactly. You go. That's funny because it sounded just like a, a dog was just like barreling down on you. I'm like, oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, what was I saying? Uh, uh, games, games. So mm-hmm. I never really had the transition game. So what ended up happening is like I would hang out at a lot of friends' houses, and that's where I played Call of Duty. That's where I played Halo and stuff, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of nice actually, though, because it made it made it very unique, right? You go to your friend's house, like for them, they've been like playing Xbox or whatever. For me, it's like. I literally have not played a Halo or Call of Duty, uh, and so so that made that made gaming actually more communal in some sense. And then, and then when I had enough money, like off of the job I did to get a laptop, then I the first thing I did after getting a laptop was get StarCraft Two. There you go. So did you not play any Diablo Two in between RuneScape and? Uh, once again, I went to fr- so it would have been older friends' houses. Um, <laughs> I never played in Diablo, so zero. Okay. Um, kind of checked H- out. That's a pretty violent game, so yeah, that would have been tough, tough. But I, I think <laughs> I wasn't particularly interested in it, right? Okay. Like, like I was more interested in like Age of Empires. I was interested in like I, I think I'm like just generally like oh, I've always been a history buff. Like I did, it, I, I was a history major. Yep, um, yep. But I think when I was younger, it was very specific to like knights and swords and stuff you know what i mean yeah. uh, so 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 like i think the age of empires just just kind of kind of drew me in and so that was probably the game that i had and then like fifa obviously right like i think i think i played fifa in and out you know i but i, I play like single player like i play like career fifa <laughs> like i 
I, I, I grab a team in like the fourth or fifth league in the England and have them go all the way up to the top league and like manage it and stuff. So oh, I'll do, do stuff like that. Um, but you'd sim, obviously, right? You wouldn't play every game. You'd, you'd, you'd sim the calendar. Okay. I'm not, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> you'd play, uh, you'd play, you'd only play the games against the better teams or like the games that were Champions League games. So there you go. I'm, I'm going to be honest. The only real soccer game out there is Rocket League. I mean, come on. And uh, uh, wrestling is fake. Um, so, what? Uh, <laughs> no, I the reason I said that is because you said real, and then I'm like, wait, so like so- unreal, like you're saying soccer's fake, and then and then in my mind, I'm like, what's the only other thing that people say is fake, and then pe- other people get mad, and I'm like, oh, wrestling's fake. As someone who, by the way, <laughs> I've been subscribed to a Patreon, a wrestling Patreon for like six years, uh, uh but no I'm, I'm a big fan of wrestling um but i mean it, you know like i and anyone who doesn't like wrestling if you like our show well i would have never started a podcast if it wasn't for that wrestling podcast so what do you do now huh <laughs> what you gonna do <laughs> it's hard to argue uh, with that uh so so uh no because because like there's yeah there's i mean let, let me tell this story real quick because this is kind of the five-year anniversary so like i like staring, sharing stories like this right mm-hmm. um but essentially there's two guys that were doing these like wrestling reviews for um for like a, a more major kind of canadian company right uh, sports company um and then they were laid off right um and they weren't quite sure what to do but they like they decided to upload like just like two or three episodes and just kind of be like we don't know what we're doing yet uh but here's an idea like what if we started a patreon right like i wonder how many people would support us right and they're just trying to see, like, they're just laid off. They had some time. They're applying for jobs. They had some time on their hands. Uh, and then it, like, it just blew up, right? And now mm-hmm. it's been six or seven years, and they were able to make it, like, a full company, right? Um, and I've, yeah, it's crazy to think that I've probably been listening to that podcast since even, like, grade 12 or first year. Um, so that like and then and then their transition into becoming like this independent you know they work for themselves and they have their own podcast company right and it's like that's like 10 years right i've been listening to that podcast and i think that's a really cool thing right about the patreon about our listeners is like you kind of don't realize when it happens but you're you're kind of at a point where like i remember i remember the moment like that podcast disappeared off the feed and then I didn't, I think it was like a month or two. I'm like, oh, I guess, like, I literally didn't know what happened. I just, I heard that it was closed. I'm like, well, I guess that's no longer part of my life, right? And then the craziest thing happened because like two months later they uploaded and then and then they were able to turn it into something. And it was like, oh, I'm pretty much going to be listening to this podcast even when I, even when I don't watch wrestling regularly, right? Like, I will be listening to this podcast, um just because of the fact that I think, well, one, the personalities, right? The guys there, they also have the extended content right now. So like they're reviewing some Marvel stuff and, and I, I'm into that as well. Like the Marvel movies, like Loki's great TV show of all the things happening in Marvel. The only thing good is Loki, but I'll, I'll digress. <laughs> um, Loki season two is amazing, especially the last two episodes. Um, but the, it's one of those things where like the behind the scenes business, there's these competing companies. There's like, it's such a, I'm such a nerd now. Uh, and it's like, it's like the comp, like the money deals, right? Uh, if someone's leaving one company to go to the other company, the TV rights deals, right? 
um, how do you grow an audience, like building a business, stuff like that has become like, that's a lot of the stuff that those podcasts talk about. And to me, that's become just as, if not more interesting sometimes than the actual wrestling itself. Right. Um, and when wrestling is good, it's good, but it's, it's sometimes it has its lows. So um, I just, I, I just find that super fascinating. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how I got here. Uh, <laughs> rock. <laughs> no, Help just talking out. about kind of how the, the podcast is, kind of built itself over five years how you know i'm sure when you started this podcast it was just you know a hobby and it doesn't necessarily become a job but it becomes something that almost your listeners are kind of expecting you know they, they're ready for that new podcast every week and then you, you feel obligated and it's just really neat to watch a podcast evolve and there's several podcasts that now i've been a part of you know, the community essentially and i've watched them evolve and i find that also quite fascinating just to see how people grow, uh, see how the podcast grows, what topics are covered. And you do really get attached to the personalities of the hosts. It's not uncommon for, you know, someone to have a lot go on as well. You know, maybe things change in life and you don't have time to do a podcast and you've been doing it for a couple of years and then it stops. And I've had a couple of podcasts end like that where I go, you know what the heck, what what happened to those guys? I kind of wonder. And then you do a little research online, and it just kind of fizzled out. And so it's cool to see you guys make it to five years after, you know, such humble beginnings. Of uh, does a line have corners? You know. <laughs> um. Yeah. I I look back at like that time, and I'm really impressed how dedicated I was to it. Um. Especially like it, it, it seems so funny, but like I put in a ridiculous amount of work into the artifact podcast, uh, like a stupid amount of hours <laughs> uh, for it to not succeed <laughs> and fizzle out. Um, uh, but I think I think one of the things that I need, I guess, for our listeners listening is is my goal is to try to create a show that's a little more consistent. I think the, that's probably the biggest thing that we struggled with the last two years. Actually, last year wasn't too bad, right? With the with the additional rotating uh, hosts, um, but like, I and I, I think I talked with when I don't know if it was when Prof was on, um, but but I've had a couple of conversations where like my my only like like when it comes to like Barometer success right now is longevity with with this show, if that makes sense, right? Um, obviously, okay. If, 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 if tomorrow all of a sudden only 10 people were listening to our podcast, maybe if it was our patrons, I keep going, but if only 10 people, uh, were listening to our podcast, you know, that would make it very demotivating. Right. Um, but I, I think for me, it's like all the things that like, I'm thinking of the future of the podcast, I'm thinking of schedules. I'm thinking of what kind of the listeners want as well. Um, a, a large part of me is like, okay, how do I kind of make, make the show continue and also make like i i never want the feeling of of uh the end of um because i like when it comes to the rock league podcast right and actually maybe maybe i have to thank i think is it manfield manfield united is that was that the uh the the predecessor here um there's like a podcast that that like i think one of the reasons why it was so easy for me to jump into this podcast was because okay literally one of the biggest podcasts in rocket league had just finished like they just mm, ended right. it but but i just remember <laughs> i just remember the end of that podcast gloriously uh and and it was just 
like we we have our side tangents but when when there's a 45 minute podcast and you hear about rock league for like five minutes i just knew you know something was up mm-hmm. and, and to me it was like that's the one thing that's important to me it's like i never want to do a show where i feel like oh okay we've all the all the guests all the hosts everyone is just disinterested in the thing we're talking about right Right, um, and right. I think that's that's the worst feeling for me, right? So, so for for me, like I think what's really helped with the rotating cast is I feel more like when I actually get on a show, I actually feel like I have more energy, mm-hmm. um, and more interest and, and more more kind of engagement, um, as opposed to sometimes if you're like doing the weekly shows, there are some episodes where you're just an autopilot. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, and then, like the thing is, we got really good at autopilot, Wabs and I. Uh, but but what was different, I guess, was early, and you could like, see combo combo year in or whatever was like it really like he really didn't want to do the shows. And not, not that he didn't mm-hmm. want to do the shows; I think he wanted to do the shows, but he was so exhausted from everything else going on in his life. He had a really difficult job. Like let, let's let's also like remember like combo was essentially working as a counselor for a lot of really young um, young students in dorms right going mm-hmm. to university for the first time right so he had an incredible difficult job and he'd just be exhausted emotionally a lot of the times right like he'd yeah. just been a very difficult conversation with someone right someone's suffering from depression all those things right and mm-hmm. so like then he'd be like getting to this podcast and be like i don't even know what we want to talk about but i'm like not in the mood to record a podcast um and i think it's because we also had such a such a grinding schedule we were doing every week yeah. Um, I think that's what made it harder. I think Wabs and I got into a rhythm where we could do a weekly show. Uh, but I even asked Wabs, right? Like, like we're kind of planning. We're in January. Like, we're playing kind of uh, the remodel. There's going to be some things that change. I can ask Wabs, like, what are you, you know, what's your kind of goal for the podcast, right? Like, how many times would you want to do a week? And, and Wabs, like, answered me. He was like, twice a week, like, would be his, like, max, right? I mean, yeah. sorry, once every two weeks. That's, that's what I meant. Okay. Uh, so, so, so him just saying, like listen like i th- and, and, and like i think we just both know like if we were to do um whatever podcast we record if we were to record one, one twice a week we'll just have a much we'll be just be much better at it than if we're recording every week right mm-hmm. um or although what's ended up happening for me <laughs> and i guess this kind of works it's kind of weird but like with all the different podcasts i do in the network i will uh i will record sometimes like three times one week and then have a month off and that sometimes works for me i'm gonna be honest <laughs> so yeah, it, it kind of depends yeah it's nice to have that that little uh time off where you don't have to kind of stress about it i mean having something scheduled every week whether it's easy or not it, which obviously doing this podcast is not the easiest thing uh, it, it'll drain on you and sometimes you might not look forward to doing to it so it's good to have those times where you can knock a bunch out and then take a month off and relax yeah and i i think another thing like with with this show as well is is sometimes like so for instance by the way so so uh, just a heads up on what to, what happened in the past week while we were doing a recorder show. Um, one, it was I'm gonna just self promote here. Yeah, hashtag self promotion. You know, uh, put this in that channel. Uh, but no, it was my birthday last week, so so I wasn't. Ooh. I was like, I was really like, oh my goodness. Okay, I don't know if I'm very much in a mood to record. But on top of it, I had report cards due in my work, so it was like a full week of just marking stuff and mm. and writing report cards and it was like i you know i uh it's just a lot right and so like now it's interesting because i'm recording with you here today and i'm doing like the second show tomorrow and that doesn't feel too bad to me because i all that report card stuff it was due today it's done 
and now I'm no longer thinking about it, right? So it mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily the time constraint, right? It was just there was a thing hanging over my head, which made it really hard for me to be focusing on something else. And now that that thing hanging over my head is gone, I can I can focus on the podcast, for instance, for the next couple of days, right? Yeah. Um, and so that that to me is kind of yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing where where and I it's it's uh, I think I think I've earned a lot of trust with our audience, um, and I, I very much appreciate that they're like patient in a week like this. Like we've been pretty good to, to really release weekly, but um, I, I think uh, it's nice that like like you know the audience also realizes like hey this is not my full time job right, uh, mm-hmm. and so as much as I like it a regular if if I feel like one day and like Wabs and I have done this as well like our, our the day we release now is all over the place because like sometimes it's Tuesday right Wabs and I were like oh we're gonna record Tuesday and we both go yeah we're not feeling it today we're gonna do it tomorrow <laughs> you know and mm-hmm. I think the luxury of, of because this is this is our this is our hobby this is a fun thing we do we have the luxury of being like hey we can just record it tomorrow you know um, where we're both in a better mood it'll make a better show and and i don't think it will necessarily be a detriment to the product as a whole yeah and i think the listeners appreciate that certainly if uh, no no one wants to hear someone in their grumpy pants mood you know we want to hear energetic lazero going going off on a tangent having uh wabs wrangling back in and you know here here you guys in a good mood that's life comes before hobbies as as sad as that is you know yeah yeah i wish i wish i'd have that but like even like you know there was a time where i was like okay like we're gonna make this my full-time job and then like i'm at a point now it's like i don't want this to be a full-time job i want to actually enjoy (laughs) talking to guests and people Mm -hmm when i do this so you know i don't i don't i don't need this to be like that stressful like is this gonna cover the bill for my house you know it becomes a dangerous uh, game once you start making your hobbies your work oh 100 yeah. well then, yeah. then they just become work right which is fine too exactly. but but um your your motivation just kind of like you know going back to our competitive versus having fun right mm-hmm. look, look at that tie-in all right Oof. i should be comedian with with that the end of end of uh show tie-in here um <laughs> but the um i think the incredible thing is you like you taking it very seriously and then making it your work your hobby um makes that your success is now measured in your success of creating which is a fun thing but it's a very different fun than oh i'm just having fun and talking to my friends right it's a it's a it's a different kind of it's more like fulfillment, I guess, which is mm-hmm. good, right? Personal achievement and all that, but it's not like fun, right? And it, it kind of depends on what you're going for, and and yeah, I actually told my students this morning. It was so funny. I like woke up. I, I like barely any hours of sleep. I've just been like writing report cards and stuff. And like I go in eight a.m. I'm like super tired. They're super tired. Eight oh one hits. All right class starts i'm like all right guys so this is what we're teaching you know what i mean uh and it's just like here it's go time all right right it was so funny they they felt my vibe though like i knew i was tired and i think sometimes with my morning class i know everyone's tired so i'm okay to like start slow but i'm like okay we're gonna do some math on the board grab a marker right they all go like stand up silence okay (laughs) 20 minutes of silence i throw them a question on the board they're not ready to think yet they're still asleep I didn't even get like one person thinking about it, uh, which is fine, which is fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Arak, uh, I feel like I've uh, went on my rant for a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think I think this is you know we're we're going at the fifth year anniversary. Uh, I really appreciate I really appreciate all the support you've given to our podcast as a um, elder, as a as ASAP Weekly elder, and I mean mm-hmm. elder in the sense of how long you've been around. Okay, not yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> what would you what, what what's like uh, something you'd like to tell our listeners to talk about here uh, as we kind of close our show? We're going to talk about trading in Rocket League. Right, oh! Listen here. Okay, let's do it. All right. If anyone listened to my podcast or the, the episode I was on originally, we talked in depth about trading because it was a big part of my Rocket League come up, if you will, for the first three months. That's all I did between games. I would constantly have trades going in Rocket League on Rocket League Garage. I'd be meeting random people and having them join in between games, telling all my friends, hold on, hold on, I got to trade for these wheels. I got to do this. I got to do that. And... Um, Overall, I mean, it's been a while since I've put much effort or care into trading. But personally, I think, you know, it might be a bit of a money grab from from Epic. But I don't think they should have touched it. Even though I don't care too much about trading anymore, I think it was such a unique part of the game. And it just provided that extra layer of depth if, if somebody cared about it. And uh, I did for a while. And, I, you know, I have all the items I want at this point. I got my, all my all my octanes i did end up trading the alpha cap that i said i would never trade on that episode so that is gone. <laughs> for the record um I, I i stuck with the t white apex the t white dune racer my octane set and i've been happy with that ever since um i'm curious though to see moving forward you know are they going to put uh you know the alpha items in the shop why wouldn't they right of I'm course. sure if they if it's just no trades anymore, why wouldn't they put an alpha boost in for a hundred dollars? You know how many of those they would sell? Quite a few. And they should do it before they do UE five. You know, just yes. to make all that money. Yeah. I'm, so I'm sorry, I just thought... my corporate evil overlord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to touch in on that subject just because it was a bit. It was a part, a big part of my Rocket League career, quote unquote. I'll keep saying that. Um, I, it's to the point though where you know I have all the items I. I I care about my my rewards tab. I currently have 450 like gifts and drops that I haven't opened yet. I've just been collecting the crates and I haven't opened those. So I just I'm a collector now, but not a trader. So it is kind of a bummer just to see that era of, of Rocket League go. I think it's a bit greedy, but you know, I just want to touch on that subject because uh, I was a big trader for a while. No, and I, th- I think I think one big thing that's actually this is and then like I did when we when I talked about like we had a trading episode recently talking about this change. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yep. What I've been thinking a bit more about it is I feel like it's really seeing or seeing the change in Rocket League. Like I think one of the things that happened when Epic Games took over is there's a lot of promise changes right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and then the result was we actually didn't get a lot of changes and i think a lot of people applauded it in the sense that oh they liked that they kind of kept the heart of the community but also they didn't like that they didn't implement things that we people have been asking for for years right Mm -hmm. um and so they've i think they were net neutral for a long time right uh they didn't do anything that psionics wasn't already doing (laughs) if that makes sense um and now we're seeing okay this is now feeling like they are going to forget the community and it's just going to be business decision after business decision. And like, what can we suck dry of this? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think, I think that is the biggest fear and I understand it totally right for, for our listeners in that sense. 
Yeah, it, it certainly kind of seems like it's going that way. And, you know, to that point, I just want to stress that don't let that stress you. Um, if they don't change the core mechanics of the game, you can still hit up your friends, go play some casual games for 15 minutes to an hour, have fun doing what you're doing and leave. In the end, you know, you don't have to buy anything from the shop. Most of the people who've been playing for a long period of time don't buy new cosmetics unless it's, you know, I don't get anything. I haven't, yeah. I, I got the Poland decal and it's been that ever since. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've only used two, I've only used black DGs and white Apex for as, since I can remember two or three years. Like I, I don't change my cars anymore. So it is a bummer. It is greed, I think. Um, but in the end, like, just have fun playing the game. Don't worry too much about what they're doing until they change the game. You know, when UE5 comes out and they do release Rocket League 2, that's going to be a big deal. But until then, just, you know, enjoy enjoy playing the game. It is a game after all. Even if you're playing comp and you're trying to get those, those high ranks, man, just make sure that you're having fun. I know it sounds cliche, but... <laughs> there you go. Uh... I think uh, make sure having fun. I think that's a good motto to end it. Uh, I like to thank Iraq for uh, being steadfast, all right, immovable, uh, <laughs> and wonderful in this particular episode. Um, for all our listeners, I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. I'd like to thank you for um, the the five years that we've had. We're gonna keep building. Uh, we're going to have a couple last episodes here. Uh, my goal is to aim to have maybe a messy cursor episode right before the the Wabs and myself episode. Um, and thank, I think that'll be a nice kind of tie uh, for the for that building into that five-year anniversary. And I think we'll have a couple other guests as we go. Um, but otherwise, thank you so much, Arak. I hope you are have a wonderful life and vibes and whatever else. And... Uh, Maybe your homework. Well, one was to find uh, the best awooks in the game, um, and then you know, you have to, we have we have the third best, so we need to find the the top two now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is maybe go vibe with your friends, right? Find your friends that that play Rocket League as well, and go vibe with them, play some games with them. Um, you know, there you go. Yeah, make sure you have fun. We'll see you next time. <gasps> Peace. Peace. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.